This is exactly right. said no gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. Oh, there's not much any of us can do about that at this point. Um, I hope you're doing okay. I hope you're having a nice day. I've had a rather uneventful day. Not much going on, and that's okay. And if there's not much going on for you, that's also okay. But I hope that something exciting has happened, or something something exciting is about to happen. For example, what if you were to listen to the rest of this podcast with our fantastic guest, none other than Oscar Montoya, who's just delightful. Oscar, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Hi! Oh my God, what a great day it would be <laughs> if people just like listened to this entire episode and had a blast with us. I think it would be a great, super eventful day for them. I feel like we've provided a little plan for them moving forward. I think so. And, uh, you know, maybe they snapped, maybe they've already snapped and turned off the podcast and... You know, they've got something else to do. And to those people, I just want to say you're missing out on a potentially <laughs> soul enriching experience. Well, they're gone now, so we can say whatever we want about them. <laughs> I'm thrilled they're gone. I didn't like any of them to begin I know, with. I so. know. It's so good. It's like having someone that you didn't invite come to the party, but then leave <laughs> early. And it's like, well, great. You weren't invited. Fantastic. You were never part of the plan. <laughs> Oscar, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, Bridger. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I had, you know, I feel like I've evenly paced my meals for the day. I had an afternoon snack. My blood sugar is at a nice, even keel. Fantastic. Uh, you know, we're recording a little, you know, later in the afternoon. So the coffee situation is always tricky that way, where it's like, if I, you know, after three o'clock, we get into some dicey territory coffee wise, but I needed a little energy. OK, question about this co let coffee talk. OK, <laughs> I'm a big coffee person. How many cups of coffee do you drink a day? That is, so I've gotten to I'm about two, but this is cold <gasps> brew. I drink a glass of cold brew in the morning. Oh, so OK, you're OK. You're a bit intense. Yeah, the cold so. brew. Well, well, this is what the problem is: is I'm not intense, and so I need caffeine to step in and kind of just do whatever it can, anything possible for my personality. Ah! So <laughs> around three o'clock, I get back into another cold brew, and uh, that's when caffeine, the caffeine usage ends for me for the day, unless I have maybe a diet coke around six o'clock, but that's nothing in comparison to. Cold brew is essentially propane. So, you know, <laughs> what about you? What's your coffee situation? Well, I used to be a big, I used to, oh my God, Bridger, please don't judge me. <laughs> but back in my early 20s, I would drink six, seven cups of coffee. <laughs> I fully understand that. I fully never slept in my early 20s. I was too busy. Well, the thing is, 
I was living with a drag queen. My roommate was a drag queen. Uh, and I d- d- choreographed a lot of her dances. Okay. And so I would go out. I would be a big partier. You know what I mean? I never drank i i never drank alcohol or did drugs or anything like that so for me my drug of choice was caffeine so i would just go off on some <laughs> caffeine now that i'm a bit older maybe not wiser but definitely older i it, i have one cup of coffee a day one cup and is that in just the morning one. that is actually it's not in the morning it's in the afternoon about like 2 p.m is usually when i have my first cup of coffee Interesting. So in the morning, you're waking up and you just have enough energy to move on with your life. I uh, no, I it takes me honestly, it's probably a four hour ordeal for me to actually like fully wake up. You know, I wake up early, but then I'm like fully awake four hours later. I'm a sloth in the morning. I'm just like, you can't talk to me. I can't communicate. I mean, I can't have a conversation with you. I will not remember it. Right um but uh yeah i'll have it at two because you know i want to drink water i want to stay hydrated in the mornings so then two o'clock will tide me for the rest of the day if i have it early then i probably might be a little naughty and drink another (laughs) cup of coffee at night which is not good for anybody no it never works out for anyone it's not a good idea now Mm -hmm. was there so you were drinking six cups of coffee a day which is probably like a mild meth uh was there ever like what was the breaking point for you when was it like enough is enough i've got to scale back oh well i would get so anxious all the time and like jittery like literally my hands would be shaking nonstop, and i'd I'd just be like huh that's weird i wonder why that that is (laughs) and then chug like another cup of coffee um but i think it because you know i okay so i was born in columbia um, and and raised there. And in Colombia, it's totally normal for kids to drink coffee. I've oh. been drinking coffee since I was three years old. No way. And yeah, so when you're little, you drink something called cafe con leche, which is a coffee with milk. That's what it translates to. But it's a sweet drink. And it's sort of like a dessert over there. So we would we would have it. Um, and so like I was just used to coffee was like just part of my life, you know. And then as I got older, I would just drink more. Well, Colombia is famously a coffee place. So exactly. Juan Valdez, just, you know, iconic coffee drinkers come from that country. So, yeah, it just got to a point where I was just too old and my body's like, no, we can't do this to your body. No, 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 no. Not anymore. No, that uh, that really mirrors my caffeine consumption. Oh, well, despite the fact that I just told you that I drink two full cold brews a day. Well, this is interesting, Bridger, because I know that you were a mormon and i know that caffeine is something that is not consumed right caffeine within mormon cultures very it's a very confusing situation oh it's tricky okay mormons are it depends on who you speak to within mormonism they're not most mormons don't drink coffee or tea but they will drink caffeinated soda so you you can catch a Mormon drinking a 64-ounce Mountain Dew, which I'm sure at some point was me as well. That's how you can tell they're Mormon. Right. Um, <laughs> but some Mormons uh, don't drink caffeine at all. My family was a caffeine soda family. That was okay. I see. Okay. So I didn't have coffee or tea until I was probably 24 and was so ignorant of the whole thing that said i had worked at like a bakery where i was making people coffee all the time and making it 
I have to just apologize. Maybe this is my public <laughs> apology now. Those poor people were ordering, you know, coffee, not and not just a cup of coffee, but lattes, Americanos, this sort of thing. And I was not I was not making what they were ordering. <laughs> just devastating coffee. And then I worked at a Thai restaurant. You never had anyone come back to you and be like, uh, this, what is, what did you just make me? This oh, is I'm sure I, I did. I mean, I can't, I mean, unless I can't, like, certainly someone must have had a problem with it at some point. Or maybe they saw me struggling <laughs> with the espresso machine and just thought, I'm going to leave it alone. I'll just throw this away. This poor soul has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> Uh, but I've served a lot of bad coffee. I worked at a Thai restaurant where the only option was instant coffee. And, you know, it was just like <gasps> this horrible little jar of, uh, you know, cr coffee crystals. So I have oh my God. cursed the world with all kinds of horrible coffee. Uh, 24, I was in New York interning, finally started drinking coffee. But I was so embarrassed that I didn't know about coffee that I would just let my bosses order it for me. They were ordering me these, you know, iced coffees with hazelnut syrup and oh, all this nonsense okay. which is just disgusting for yeah you want to start with the basics i just yeah. want coffee i drink it black now i love just the taste of coffee what how do you take your coffee i have it with oat milk and that's it okay so that's a pretty basic coffee yeah pretty basic yeah i don't i don't like to do the flavored coffees uh no. i'm not like a complicated coffee person it's just I oat milk is probably the most complicated thing, but I also feel really <clears throat> guilty ordering it outside. When I say oat milk, I just feel like, oh, God, how embarrassing. <laughs> uh, but it turns out a lot of people drink oat milk. I'm not the only one and I'm not being like weird by ordering oat milk. This is what I'm telling myself to make myself feel better. Um, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much my order. You're not how was your special first experience Oscar. drinking I'm not special. It's a constant <laughs> reminder I say to myself every morning. <laughs> How was your first experience drinking coffee? Was it like wild? For, like, did you freak out? No, I didn't freak out. I just tried to, I just acted cool about it, as cool as someone <laughs> like me can be. And just acted like, oh, this is a totally normal thing. Uh, and, you know, at that point, I was probably, it was probably a huge gift in my life because I was drinking a ton of soda for my caffeine consumption mm -hmm. and just filling my body with artificial all sorts of bullshit. So it was probably Were you a big diet. Oh, yeah. Drink person. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, you know, until uh, I worked at the aforementioned bakery, I was a regular soda person. I then switched over to a diet soda, which I still I indulge see. in on occasion. Yeah. Uh, and I would say, I mean, Diet Coke is my favorite diet soda. I think mine, uh, it's a tie for me, Diet Coke, Coke Zero. Coke Zero. Oh, but look, this I haven't indulged in the Coke Zero lifestyle yet. Worst drink in the world, Diet Pepsi. <laughs> diet Pepsi yes. is, uh, I mean, I don't understand why it exists. And uh, I don't know anyone who, well, I actually do know one friend. I won't mention her publicly. I don't want to shame anybody, but... Uh, I know one person who does enjoy Diet Pepsi, but uh, Diet uh, Pepsi is disgusting. I agree. I feel bad for your friend. <laughs> I don't know this person because you're really good at keeping secrets. So and I will not pressure you to tell me who it is. Maybe after we can talk about it. But um, I feel I, I feel sad for your friend. I, I do, too. Uh, I will say this is one thing Diet Pepsi has going for it. And I learned this from Mad Men is that it originally was called <laughs> Patio. I believe Diet Pepsi, the original name was Patio. 
The soda was this called This can't be a true fact. <laughs> P-A-T-I-O? Yeah, I, I assume like it, no. the goal was to like make the drinker think this is something you that will refresh you on the patio. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the only logic. Oh, it's of- a lounger's drink. Right. I see. Pepsi's for the consumer on the go. <laughs> <laughs> Diet Pepsi's for the people who like to relax. Mm-hmm. Kick back patio. with some of your yes, friends yes. on the patio and have exactly. a patio. <laughs> if Diet Pepsi was still called patio, I would absolutely gag it down just to drink a patio. <laughs> but uh, they made a, a horrible decision. That's what I did for um, Tab. Oh, I wasn't around course. when Tab was a thing, but every time I see a Tab, because, you know, there's some... There's t- they still sell tab, which is insane to me. <laughs> yeah, of course. But I can't help but like just reach. I drink it, and it's nasty. It's horrible. Tab is aw- It is ugh, not awful, a good drink, but it has a real style. I feel like it's got a good look, and so it's got a great look. You wear, you drink tab. You wear your Gloria Vanderbilt <laughs> teased out hair. You are living the lifestyle. <laughs> I absolutely agree, and I'm glad that we can come. At least we can agree on one thing, Oscar. The rest of this has been so contentious because you know you and I always butt heads about a bunch of things. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, well, what have you been doing with your time? You know, okay. Well, what? Well, what a question, Bridger. <laughs> <laughs> I what need. I hold the guest accountable. <laughs> what have I been doing? Well, you know, you know, because we're coming out of it. Yes. IT, big, you know, capital letters, bold, italicized. <laughs> We're coming out of it. Um, and so there's like the easing back into society. What I'm doing now, and this is a big, big thing for me because I was really bad pre-pandemic about saying no to things. I would always be saying yes to everything and being like, yes, yes, I'll go. I'll do this show. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go see your show. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever. I, other people were accountable for my schedule, but I think what's happening now is that I'm being a little bit more selfish with my time. Oh, good for and you. And I'm enjoying the act of just being alone, which is something that I never did. <laughs> and, you know, this the pandemic made me sort of like have to be with myself all the time. All right. And I kind of love it, Bridger. It's sort of fantastic. Well, you were running from yourself. You were running from your problems. I, I think I was. Yes. And now you've embraced it. And so what do you do with yourself when you're alone now? Well, I'm a big music listener. I love listening to music. Music is like a fun little solo thing that I like to do. Um, I like to put on my Spotify and leave it on shuffle because I don't I want to be surprised uh, of the next song that shows up. Right. So you'll you'll like select a song from an artist and then hit shuffle. Or do you pick the. Oh, not even not even that. I'll just go on a play. I have a general playlist that's like, I want to say eight to 9,000 songs right. that I've collected throughout the years and just hit shuffle. And then it's just like, it could be anything. Oscar. It could be a Gregorian chant <laughs> song. It could be an early 70 disco track. Um, or it could be an Aaliyah song. I, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm going to love it. I'm going to love it. I love the surprise of it. You know what I mean? Right. I love to hear this because a few years ago I had what was probably some sort of break, some sort of mental <laughs> something going on. And I went back. I love that you're honest about it. Bridget. Yeah, I have to be. I have to be. <laughs> um, otherwise, I'll be exposed. Um, <laughs> I made playlists for every year dating back to, I think, 1989. 
Um, and then created a giant, what I labeled mega list, dumped all of those in there. That's my shuffle zone. I put that on when I can't decide on something. Fantastic. It's a great feeling. Um, and, uh, I, I mean, people who don't have playlists, what are you doing? It's weird. Oh my gosh. I know someone, I'm not going to out this person, (laughs) but can you believe I have a friend, a very good friend that doesn't like music? Oh, I don't, I do not believe that. How How does that work? Completely unhinged is that. (laughs) What does your friend do? Uh, I guess it's audiobooks or podcasts? She's a writer. She's a comedian. Okay, we're zeroing in on this person. She's very funny, very talented. Okay. Really smart person. One of the smartest people I know. Very funny. Doesn't like, doesn't like music. Doesn't Doesn't like anything. Does she care to dance? No, she doesn't dance. She doesn't like to dance. She doesn't like music. And it's been my, for a year, I tried to send her songs that she might like, and she just doesn't, nothing, nothing has like caught on. The only thing, (laughs) I can't believe I'm talking about, she might (laughs) listen to this and yikes, I just like to say, listen, I, I've told you, listen, I told you it was weird friend and you recognize that it is weird, but you, I, I don't get it. I, she Okay. Uh the closest thing I've gotten her I've gotten her to enjoy is K-pop. Oh, and which I think is kind of a universally liked it's kind of the sort of music designed to break down any barrier. Everyone likes K-pop cuz there's what it, I mean, what's there not to love, you know what I mean? It's just so it just feels like a lot of joy. It feels like a lot mm-hmm. of energy. Mm-hmm. If I mean I I don't know what to tell someone who can't find something within K-pop to enjoy. Exactly. It's like the best part of 90s boy slash girl bands, right. you know, because there's always like the one or two people that you like. I'm like, you know, for me, for example, Spice Girls, obviously growing up, I was a scary Spice person. You know what I mean? <laughs> Their music was fun. But like for me, it was all about the personality. Right. And sync controversial i'm gonna say that but joey fatone is my favorite and joey fatone interesting joey what, fatone. what did joey fatone do for you what was he, he was, bringing he was like the older brother and i thought that was cool <laughs> <laughs> he seemed like the responsible one and sure. i liked that um backstreet boys kevin to me because he looked like a vampire again also older brother vibes i don't know what what was wrong with me I, I cannot name a favorite Backstreet Boy. I feel like uh, within Sync, it was uh, JC. I felt like JC, JC was the one that was like kind of the leader, but also a little bit uh, willing to. He had the attitude. Yes. Uh, and I'll say this much. I do think JC had the talent. Just saying. <laughs> I think. Just saying. Uh, come J- for me, listeners. Come for me <laughs> if you want to. But I'm saying right now, JC Shazay had the talent of in and Sync. And that's just my opinion. I think he did some interesting things post in sync. I think he has some good. Uh, I agree. I think he does a song with Basement Jacks that's great. Oh, Bridger. <laughs> Plug it in. Yeah, of course. You better believe I love that song. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's an incredible song. Timeless, that's I would say. somewhere in my rotation of 9,000 songs. <laughs> it's going to come up someday for you. And you're only going to be able to think of me. And I'm going to think of you. Yes. That's our song now. It's our song. Plug it in. <laughs> it's our song. <laughs> 
Um, Spice Girls, I feel like I went Ginger Spice, and I think that there was just some bias there. You know, I saw this redheaded woman, and I was thinking, you know, I can relate to this. Uh, My my question with Ginger Spice is, like, everyone had, like, Sporty was obviously she was Sporty, Posh, she was, like, the, you know, sophisticated, I guess, like, bratty, baby, childish, scary, scary. But Ginger, what personality trait is Ginger? This is the experience of every redheaded person that's ever lived. (laughs) Is they just get identified by having a different hair color and no one cares about anything else about what's going on. Blatantly unfair. Wow. (laughs) It's a long history of being a Ginger. Just like the audacity to market one of the Spice Girls as just the redheaded one. And people were totally obsessed. Oh, they loved her. And uh, then she went on to, I don't know what she did. I feel like at some point she was in the UN. Yes, she worked for the UN. She had a solo career. Right. I think she might still be doing that. Okay, well, you know, I think we both picked good good <laughs> wow, people well, within our realm. Bridger, it seems like you sort of, you know, severed ties with uh, Jerry Halliwell <laughs> after Spice Girls. You said Ginger Spice up to a certain point. <laughs> She should have been more true to that group. I'll just say that. Jerry, you let the gals down and it it was a family. You left your family. It was a family. It was a family. And you gave it up for the United Nations. So <laughs> for world peace. What does How that rude. say about you, Jerry? How rude. You could have been having fun. There could have there were more albums in the Spice Girls. Oh. Oscar, look. I would love to talk about mid to late 90s pop <laughs> music for the rest of this podcast, but there's something more important on my mind. Uh, you know, you agreed to be on this podcast a few weeks ago. I was so excited. I thought Oscar's just a delight. No chance this podcast ends up being a fight like we usually get in. <laughs> and um, about a week ago, I get a text from you with your address. And I uh-huh. thought... <laughs> You know, maybe I'll swing by Oscar's house and just see what's going on over there. I don't I don't know why he sent this to me, uh, but I'm in the mood for a drive. I did just send you my address. I didn't give you any connotation whatsoever. It was I said <laughs> my address and I just wrote come. That's it. It was in very letters. ominous. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Send a chill down my spine. I'll say that. <laughs> um, but you know what? I as we've discussed, I like to listen to some music especially in the car. It's part of one of the great joys of living in Los Angeles. You get to be in the car Mm -hmm. for extremely long periods of time. And if you like to listen to music, this is the place to be. So I drive over to your house and I text you, I'm here. Here comes Oscar. He saunters out holding a bag. And I thought, what's happening? Am I not going in? What's uh, what's the situation here? (laughs) So I will say I thought about that after I was like, I was kind of rude to Bridget. I should have asked him inside if he wanted a drink or something. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, I think you it know, just felt like a drug deal is what it felt like. <laughs> all that aside, all of the just the absolute lack of manners aside, um, <laughs> you give me this bag uh, and, you know, I was beyond frazzled at this point uh just out yeah, of my very head confused i yeah i saw you do a couple of take like a double take <laughs> mm-hmm. uh the, oh you know whatever i drive home 
uh, thoughts racing through my head. I had probably just had my second cold brew of the day, so anxiety <laughs> through the roof. Um, and so I get home, and then it occurs to me, Oscar's going to be on my podcast. I said no gifts. Look, I felt like I had been tricked. It, you know, I... I don't want to say I was brokenhearted, but I was brokenhearted. I thought Oscar has done something to me that is possibly unforgivable. <laughs> and so I'm going to ask you right now, Oscar, is this a gift for me? It 100% is a gift for you, but it does not necessarily is associated with this podcast. I know the name <laughs> of the podcast and I know that you don't like getting gifts. I know that. I recognize that. I respected that. Okay. This gift was for some maybe another occasion, another <laughs> random event that could have happened. You know what I mean? An early birthday gift, a belated birthday gift. <laughs> Okay, well, this feels like you're just dancing around the subject and trying to absolve yourself of responsibility. And obviously, I'm not going to allow that to happen. Uh, there's, it, it is unforgivable. But I will. Uh, should I open it here on the podcast? I would love. You know what? It would be a gift to me if you if you could. Happy to do it. Happy to return the favor. Now, it's in this little brown bag, which uh, when you gave it to me, you did indicate it's uh, it says Magpie's Soft Serve on it, a local soft serve chain around Los Angeles. I assume not soft serve ice cream because it's been in my home for over a week. (laughs) Uh, I would. I did tell you to refrigerate that (laughs) as soon as you got home. Uh, Actually, maybe don't open (laughs) Um, well, let's see what's happening inside here. I'm going to yes. reach in. It's a decent weight, I would say. Let's get, I'm going to pull oh, out yeah. the tissue. Any guesses as to what it could be? From what I felt, I would assume it feels book-sized. I've got the tissue right here. <laughs> this is really becoming an audio nightmare for the listener. <laughs> um, I, like, I, uh, within a... What I felt, I was like a book or a, you know, two by four piece of wood, um, mm-hmm. a journal, a VHS tape, an extreme. Uh-huh. That would have to be like a double VHS or, you know, four VHS, like Titanic. Like a Titanic. Yes. Exactly. Yes, uh, yes, but it doesn't yes. have that squishiness. So I don't know that it's a. Uh, well, actually, I don't think the Titanic came in a Disney. Wait, I'm sorry. Squishy? Do you remember what those you old VHS uh, squishy they were like, like the clamshells they were like clamshells but they were almost pillowy i loved them i love the feel and we don't have anything i i've never Oscar. come across a squishy uh, we, vhs tape they're fantastic i would i would sleep huh. on a bed made of them it's a gorgeous oh texture God. that is kind of now missing from earth i think it's probably deeply <laughs> bad for the environment 100 um, i'm sure there's just like a whale full of a blockbuster's worth of that type of VHS tapes. Uh, I don't want to break anyone's heart with that image, but let's be honest. It's happened. We lived through the nineties. And, and it's probably of copies of free Willy too. Oh which is God, just, that's the be So, <laughs> um, okay. So those are my guesses, but okay. gonna... you don't have a VCR player. Do you? I don't have a VCR player. Okay, great. Okay. Okay. Cause it was going to be a VCR. <laughs> okay but i was like no i'm just assuming no i'm still not looking at it I, i'm still not <laughs> looking at it but 
I actually Good. feel two things in here so far. There's a couple of things in there. Okay, one thing feels now still not looking at it. And I feel very proud of myself for not looking still. I'm very proud it of it. It feels you. like a book. Is this the thing I should uh-huh. pick up first? Yes, I think this is this is the focal point. Okay, this is the focal point. So I don't know if you want to lead up to that Oof. or if you want to start with the big the the centerpiece and then work, you know, and then do the Let's do centerpiece the... then accessories. Love it. Okay. Let's do that. Okay, this Okay, so I can confirm now this is a book, so good for me for guessing. Well, now, you, oh, it's not just a book, it's a hardcover <laughs> book. <laughs> Tyra Banks's Model Land. I did not realize that Tyra Banks had uh, dipped her toe in oh, authorship. Bridger. What? It would make me the happiest person on this planet if you could please read the inside jacket. Of course. Of the book right now please here we go i'm going to put on my best reading voice everyone buckle in no one gets in without being asked and with her untamable hair large forehead and gawky body tukey tukey de la creme isn't expecting an invitation model land the exclusive mysterious place on top of the mountain never dares to make an appearance in her dreams. But someone has plans for Tukey. Before she can blink her mismatched eyes, Tukey finds... <laughs> Is it Tukey or Tukey? Because it looks like Cookie. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying Tukey. Tukey finds herself in the very place every girl in the world obsesses about, and three unlikely girls have joined her. Only seven extraordinary young women become... In Intoxabellas each year, famous, worshipped, magical. What happens to those who don't make it? Well, no one really speaks of that. Some things are better left unsaid. Thrown into a world where she doesn't seem to belong, Tukey glimpses a future that could be hers if she survives the beastly catwalk corridor and terrifying thigh-high boot camp. Or could it? Dark rumors like silken threads swirl around the question of why Tukey and Tukey and her new (laughs) friends were selected, and the shadows around Model Land hide sinister secrets. Are you ready? Model Land is waiting for you. Oh my goodness! Wow, this is. Have you read this? Not only have I read it, you wrote it, but. I am Tukey. Um, <laughs> I I did a series on Facebook Live a couple of years ago. I want to say like four years ago, where I read every chapter of Waterland on Facebook Live. <laughs> How long did that so take? So I got to experience... Like, a, I want to say a year and a half. How ma- Look how many chapters there are in that freaking book. I, I just opened to close it's to the end. It's not a slim hardcover no, book, no. I have to tell you, the listeners. 40, uh, I want to say 45 chapters in this book. There are hundreds and hundreds of pages. This is uh, 553 pages, I want to say. That's a, that is, you know, Lord of the Rings level novel. <laughs> and this is written by Tyra Banks. And essentially, I mean... Clearly, this is heavily inspired by Harry Potter. Of course. You know, it is Harry Potter meets America's Next Top Model. (laughs) But yeah, I really, I mean, I read, it took about a year and a half (laughs) to read the entire book. And so people were, so I have, okay, 
Bridger, I have, I kid you not, I have four copies of Model Land. <laughs> because while I was reading this book, people sent me copies of Model what? Land. What? I found a copy at a thrift store in LA for $2. And I was like, what is this? Tyra Banks wrote a book, a novel, a fiction book? Unbelievable. So I bought it. And then I started reading and I was like, no, this seems to be like a shared experience. So at the time, Facebook Live was like a thing. And so I was like, that's that's what I'm going to do with my time. And then after that, people just started sending me <laughs> copies of the book. But I that already feels, had. Yeah. <laughs> Send some other Tyra thing or other trash. <laughs> you, you're sitting there with uh, I, that. I, that doesn't make any sense or at least a signed copy. It's very funny. It's very funny. But a friend of mine worked with Tyra Banks, Banks on something. I think it was like Life Size 2. Okay. Um, and he mentioned this like Facebook live <laughs> reading. That I, you know, and listen, it's just funny. And she's just like, oh, that's so sweet. Like she knows that I did this. Oh, but she, I mean, I can't imagine she's ever going to access any of that. I don't think she would have I you destroyed things. So. Oh yeah. She would, I would, I would, I would cease to exist. <laughs> she would blink her eyes and I would just disappear. <laughs> but is it essentially uh, like kind of the outcast heads to an academy finds out they have a special something about themselves. And then is there some sort of villain? There is a villain. The, the mom, <laughs> the mom, Tookie's mom, her name is Creamy de la Creme. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, Creamy de la Creme is uh, someone who um, wants to be a model and never had that opportunity. So gets really jealous of Tookie oh, after no. she gets accepted into model land. And Tookie also has a sister whose name I don't remember because it was just very normal. It was just a normal name. And the mom is trying to, uh, she's like the pretty girl. You oh, know? Right. So she's making her be like, she's going to, she's like our beautiful daughter. But when she doesn't get accepted and Tookie gets accepted, that's where creamy sort of goes nuts. <laughs> creamy <laughs> creamy, creamy goes nuts yes. is the sequel <laughs> um so as you were reading the book did, did do you feel like the audience was growing were people loving it yes and actually it's so funny because um <laughs> now i do weekly i do i host a show on instagram live uh called hashtag hi i'm reading trash oh, which is where i read just like garbage and i don't know if you know this i don't know if you know uh, anything about america's next top model or like that whole. i'm so ignorant world. of the entire thing it's, uh, i feel a little bit ashamed of it no bridger you should it not feels feel like a giant cultural thing and I, it's just for whatever reason completely passed me by no 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 i think you're totally fine it's one it's okay to miss but now i'm reading so jay manuel who was the like um, creative consultant on America's Next Top Model, another reality TV show sort of icon, um, released a book called, uh, I don't know if you can see it. Uh, um, it's right here. It's called The the Wig, The Bitch, and The Meltdown. <laughs> and it is a novel by Jay Manuel, uh, sort of talking about his accounts on his experiences on America's Next Top Model. He got fired from the show a couple of years ago, and I guess this is like a tell-all oh, version of his experience. But kind but of disguised as fiction? 
exactly so he doesn't get sued you know what i mean right. so um does it feel like a, a uh, factual account does it feel like he's coming from a real place or it does and it also feels incredibly um for lack of a better word petty <laughs> Well, I think when you get fired from a job and write an entire book about it, that's the only word that we can describe. <laughs> Listen, also, this is not a, this is not like a slim book either. It is equally as strenuous as about 400 pages. Oh. Um, so, you know, he's got a lot of story to tell. <laughs> what have you learned from it? Oh, my gosh. I learned quite I learned quite a lot. I learned that according to. Uh, well, because, you know, the, the character's name is not Jay Manuel. It's Pablo Michaels. And according to Pablo Michaels, he actually did everything on the show. He <laughs> was the one who uh, casted the, the girls in the show. He uh, coordinated photo shoots. He hired the guest judges. He even did the um, the logo for America's Exile Model. But in the book, it's called Model Muse. So um, he was fully responsible. Apparently, Keisha Cash. Not Tyra <laughs> Banks, but Keisha Cash um, is a, a big old baby, okay. spoiled, loves ice cream. Um, <laughs> like he keeps he constantly keeps making a dig at her obsession with ice Lo cream. Who cares? Which, That's not a which is so fault. weird, except Bridger. I don't know if you know this, but recently Tyra Banks has started her own ice cream company. You're kidding. Well, what? It's called Smize Cream. And you can only get some ice cream at a Santa Monica location <laughs> where she has opened up a store called Model Land. Wow. Oh, no. And it's supposed to be an immersive experience for the four people familiar with Model Land, <laughs> for you and the three people that hated I mean, the book I've and been gave it to you. Go. I mean, she opened it and then the pandemic hit. Oh, no. Literally, like within four days. But apparently it's opening back up and like my ice cream is a thing that is happening. <laughs> she got the PPP loan and she's open, <laughs> open for business. Do you know what sort of flavors they're serving? I don't know. All I know is that there's the ice cream flavor and then in every pint there is something called a smize surprise. <laughs> And is it like a little toy? Is it like a loose coin, a tooth? She won't say. Oh, no. She won't say. It could be all of those things. <laughs> Tyra, she, I mean, I'll hand it to her. She's doing whatever she wants. And she's, you know, I'm an author. I'm an ice cream maker. I, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's, she's planning to be the next Willy Wonka. I think that's her. <laughs> And that's her next like career path. But, you know, you got it. You know, you got to give it up for uh, someone who wears a lot of hats. Oh, yeah. And takes big swings because <laughs> Tyra Banks loves swinging big. <laughs> so, you know, I, and I, I say this with love because they're Tyra Banks is an icon. She's an absolute I, to icon. Me, she's, she's she's a camp icon. She's uh, incredible. Um and like, of course, of course, I was going to read her freaking fictional <laughs> book about a school for models. Of course I was. Now, Oscar, is there another Model Land novel? Bridger, there is no second Model Land. Well, when was this published? It may, you know, five years and the next one may take 10. Let's see. This was <laughs> 2011. So 
this is kind of her uh, winds of winter, I would say. This is. Uh, yeah, this is. Yeah. There, you know, she was interviewed a long time ago about Model Land 2. And she said there is going to be a Model Land sequel, but it won't be in book form. Oh, interesting. That's an interesting way and, to sidestep. Right. <laughs> That's an interesting way to say no. It's going to be a three minute uh-huh. song. <laughs> But what I think, it's a store. Oh, that's right. The store is the sequel. (laughs) Oh, my God. So what's the third uh, iteration of this going to be? I mean, you know, I would I would like to think that it would be a theme park. That's (laughs) that's my that's, you know, if I could dream big. A theme park or at, at the very least a VR experience. Oh, I would love a VR experience. My guess was like a ski boat, but, you know, <laughs> just based on the trajectory of how this is going. I don't, it, you know. um, but Tyra, do you do you need to do what the Model Land Universe tells you to do? I'm not I'm not your editor. I'm not your publisher. I'm merely a f- dedicated fan of the book. Listen, as of if, half an if, hour. Ago. If Tyra Banks writes another Model Land book, I I'm going to be chomping at the bit to read of course. the sequel. I, oh my God. Oh, oh my gosh. Could you imagine? I would love to live in a world where Tyra Banks writes a model land like series, like the Harry Potter books. Should I, oh, should I get back into the uh, gift bag and see what else? Yes. Is happening oh my gosh. Here? Yes, please do. There are multiple things in here, Oscar. Mm-hmm. What I'm taking, I'm bringing both out at once. Is that okay? By all means. Uh, <laughs> there are a lot of things in here. <laughs> Okay, the well, first I didn't thing... want to just get you a book. How lame. <laughs> How lame. It's a rich tome. What am I, like an this aunt no that cares about your studies? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, the next thing is a, a uh, little troll doll that uh, I think at some point the eyes probably probably would have lit up. Is yeah, that true? Yeah, you press the belly button and the eyes lit up. But uh, <laughs> the batteries have died. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh it looks like a difficult battery to find oh yeah i would say impossible it's I, like, it's like uh, what is it like a, one of those disky batteries I right guess. it's like a watch battery i would have had to take this to radio shack or something <laughs> exactly i know r.i.p tell me why did you put this troll in the bag okay so the reason why the troll is in there <clears throat> is because i wanted you to experience my love of trolls i'm a big troll fan of i course. consider myself to be a troll <laughs> i call myself a troll all the time um i love trolls i used to have i i there's a picture of me looking the coolest i will ever look in my entire life i was about like 11 or 12 and i was wearing a hyper color t-shirt this is like the 90s right um some like uh joe cool uh lime green shorts fantastic and a troll doll hanging around my neck that i (laughs) you i used shoelaces to tie the arms together and put them around my neck like a necklace because i love troll dolls that much (laughs) and so i had a little collection of troll dolls and i was looking at my troll doll collection i was like i feel like i should share my love of trolls to bridger and um this one this one was like the most interactive troll because so I've taken your most interactive troll from you. I have yeah, to yeah. return this. No, 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 no. I definitely want you to have it. I have so many trolls. <laughs> <laughs> that's the line of so, your uh, Tinder bio. Yeah, that's that's the only information I have on my Tinder bio. <laughs> so many trolls. Period. No picture. Nothing. 
And I, let me tell you, I get dates. I get dates. <laughs> <laughs> I was a pretty big troll person myself. I think, you know, they were just such an enormous thing through the 90s. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, one that was about uh, foot tall and kind of a ninja outfit. Oh, my gosh. Wait a second. Do you remember? I I don't know. I think we're about the same age. I feel like we, you know... Were there troll dolls specifically designed for boys? Because I know that the troll oh. dolls that I love were marketed towards girls. I think there were, because I had one that was in like a little ninja costume or what have yes, you. Yes, and they were based off of, they had a cartoon show. Do you know this? I have not, I'm not familiar with that in the least. There was like a specifically 90s trolls aesthetic that was different from like the, the cutesy trolls that right. you know, we know and love. They were like, what are they called? Oh, my gosh. This is going to bother me. (laughs) Bridger, I'm going to find out. Well, you can't bring it up and then just leave us all hanging. Oh, my goodness. I don't even know what to write. I'm just typing. I'm Googling troll dolls for boys, and it's not helping. (laughs) Okay. Troll Force 1992. Troll Force. Do you remember this? I'm having a real, a true flashback to this. It's make. Wow. This is so bizarre. Troll Force. Oh my goodness. Yes. The Troll Force was too scary for me. They were the original Battle Trolls. Too scary for me. Was this the Battle Trolls? Is that what we're thinking? Yes, they about were the here? Battle Trolls. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely, I remember these. And they're they're hideous. They're, they're absolutely disgusting. hideous. Disgusting. But this was at a time where like boys <laughs> like gross stuff and girls like cute stuff. It's the same thing, like, you know, like the Easy Bake Oven? Right. So they took the Easy Bake Oven and then they put bugs in it and it became creepy crawlers. Of course. And that was just like the aesthetic for boys in the 90s. Just gross and scary, uh, Goosebumps-esque. Exactly, yes. I will say, I'm I'm now looking up these troll, uh, the battle trolls, and they're reminding me there was another category of trolls and I, who I truly have no idea who, who they were for. Well, (laughs) they were for me because they, they were the gayest troll, male trolls. You could, they were muscle trolls in leather gear. No, they were like, they would be wearing like leather vests and short leather shorts, but they were for kids. No, They were like sexy trolls. What? Uh, I yes, absolutely, and I I hope to find they were weirdly hot, like S. They were and like M trolls. I I can't remember exactly, but I remember they were like muscle trolls, which they were way too muscly to not. Whoever was creating them wanted these d- trolls to be sexy. Yeah, <laughs> that's I'll say that. Uh, but yet they were for children. <gasps> So, you know, what a uh, weird bless whoever you, was creating these things. The 90s was so weird. Do you remember those 90s comics? Like every like specifically, I'm talking about the X-Men comics in the 90s. The way that they designed those, the X-Men, hypersexualized. Oh. All the men were ripped and their clothes <laughs> were like stuck to their skin. You know what I mean? They, and then they released, oh my God, then they released like a swimsuit. Like comic, what? do you remember this? No. Bridger. <gasps> okay, they released a Marvel swimsuit. Because I remember because I had the cards. Oh, I'm a big card collector. Oh, sure, sure. Back in the 90s. And like they released like trading cards where it was like the most 
sexualized Marvel <laughs> comic characters ever. And I, have to, I have to show male you and female, uh, male characters? and female characters. But it was very gay. It was like <laughs> so gay. Even I, before I knew the concept of gay, I was like, this feels odd. <laughs> this, I don't know. This is like a lot. What like, is we this don't feeling need to for see Wolverine in a speedo? <laughs> <laughs> Well, good for, you know, the comic book industry, good for the troll industry for kind Truly. of sneaking this in for for us, for the rest of us who didn't know what to do with ourselves. <laughs> the swimsuit oh. issue of a comic book. What does that even mean? Okay, I'm literally sending the link to you right now. What? <laughs> what am I looking at here? Submariner with a, you know, like a seashell bikini. G- like, uh, this is it's and nothing what else. Ar- Ariel wore in The Little Mermaid, but instead of a bra, it's <laughs> a freaking cod piece. It's a jock strap. <laughs> this is incredible. This was. Who was this for? For children. I guess, I mean, definitely not for children. There's a little a, a little description that says, could the Submariner's ferocity reflect some, uh, the word's too blurry, uh, <laughs> some blank of having to don such a skimpy little number. So this is, uh, whoever was uh, in charge of this, I mean, and now I'm seeing uh, the Punisher with a similar <laughs> thing with the Punisher skull. Uh, I mean, we're seeing every comic book character you could possibly think of Look, you know, good for all of us. That's what I'm going to say about everything that's happening here. You know, this was kind of fan art before the You're internet, right. I suppose. I mean, this was like pre-DeviantArt, I guess. Oh, and now I'm picking up this nail polish, which is Marvel. Oh my gosh, what? What? You gave me a Marvel nail polish? <laughs> I did. Was there I did. a plan to talk about the comic books? Not at all. Not at all. This is perfect. This is so wild. (laughs) What? Why did you give me comic book nail polish? Oh, it's from Miniso, which I love. I love a a trip to Miniso. Yeah, well, I was at Miniso because Miniso just opened up around where I live. And I love, obviously, I love nail polish. uh, And I want to spread it. I want to spread the joy of nail polish throughout the world. So I was like, I'm going to give. Of course. I'm going to buy. I bought one for me and I bought one for you. Oh, fantastic. This is wonderful. I haven't worn nail polish in years. Maybe it's time I get back into it. Yeah, um, I mean, with a Marvel, I become part of the Marvel universe. Exactly. Marvel, Marvel Nailverse. <laughs> this is incredible. Okay. I mean, it literally has nothing to do with Marvel outside of saying Marvel. Yeah, it's just black nail polish <laughs> with a I Marvel even... sticker stuck to it. That's it. <laughs> And that's marketing, you know? That's marketing for you. Oh, my God. This package really does come together in a strange way, because then there's a Mockingbird (laughs) pin, which kind of ties in with the young adult fiction. That's true. Yes. Yes. But was there any any real reason you put it in the bag? You know what? I thought... (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I think this would be a nice pairing with the book. (laughs) It's an excellent pairing. (laughs) Like, you know, like a wine and cheese. I was like, well, you know, you got to have the the novel oh, and then the pen, you know, they go hand in hand. And this is I, I would say this is the little bit of brie that goes along with this beautiful bottle of wine that exactly. is model land. Yes. Perfectly <laughs> aged. Do you read anything you you actually like? <laughs> no. 
my god. No, I do. I do. I'm a big reader. I love to read. Um, I read all the time. Uh, specifically fiction. Right. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to read more nonfiction, but I just like don't know what's good nonfiction. The only nonfiction I'll read is like memoirs from like oh sure that's like always random, a safe bet yeah like but like from like fran drescher like i'll read a fran drescher memoir right you know but I it's mean? probably entertaining and enlightening in some way cancer schmancher very good that's right that's the name of very her. good uh i mean bless fran drescher she's an i mean truly an iconic. icon and iconic. Uh, well, i'm sure her life story is fascinating oh yes oh yes um oscar it's time to play a game do you want to play a game called Gift Master or a game called Gift or a Curse? Oh, my God. Oh, geez. I'll tell that you what it is once fun. we begin playing. Um, let's do Gift Master. Okay. I need a number between one and ten. Eight. Okay. I have to do some light calculating <laughs> while I do this. <laughs> Don't laugh at that. Wait, I have really? to do the calculating. <laughs> I have to calculate the game pieces. So, and this is going to only be in your benefit, Oscar, because okay. now you can promote something. You can recommend something. Oh. You can reach out to a lost loved one. Do whatever you want. I'll be right back. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Uh, so, I mean, hey, listen, there's many ways in which you can contact me if you if you want to. You know, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Ozymo, O-Z-Z-Y-M-O. Also, um, you can follow me in my, the many podcasts that I, I, ho I host, too many podcasts, Bridger. Uh, namely, I host a uh, Latinx comedy sh uh, podcast called Spanish Aki Presents. And you can follow me at Spanish Aki Presents on Instagram. Also, I host a Disney podcast where we watch every single Disney animated movie in chronological order. We did that. Now we're doing every DCOM. So you can follow us at Inside the Disney Vault on Instagram. I also host a music video podcast with my good friend Mano Agapian called Podcast Killed the Video Star. And you can follow that account at Podcast Killed the Video Star on Instagram. Okay, Oscar, I'm almost done here. You're I've... not done yet? <laughs> okay, fine. Um, I'm an Aries sun, a Gemini rising, Sagittarius moon. Um, it's a tricky combination. I have to say I'm, I'm not easy. Not easy. But I'm fun. I'm a, a very fun time. So, uh, yeah. okay. Are you done? You, Are you look, done you're in luck. I have figured out all of the game pieces as okay, far right. as I can tell. <laughs> I mean, knock on wood. Uh, is that what you say in this situation? It's hard to say. Uh, is it? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's so. certainly so. not. <laughs> um, okay. This is how the game works. Um, and listener, I'm just going to promote, you know, you can buy a home version of this now. A listener wrote in and said that I had an opportunity on a past podcast to promote this, and I do a very bad job of it. So I'm going to say it now. Go get Gift Master the game. It's very fun. This is how it works, Oscar. I'm going to name three potential gifts, mm -hmm. things you can give away, and I'm going to name three people, famous people. Okay. And you're going to tell me which of those people you're going to give which gift and why. Does <gasps> that make sense? Okay, yes. And there's no, okay. there's, there's no return policy. I did not give them a gift receipt. There is no gift receipt. Okay. They have to appreciate this and okay. uh, like kind that. of weave it into their daily life. Okay. Okay. Number one, the first gift, a villa on Lake Como. Now, that's okay. a nice gift. So I have money in this scenario. Yeah, you've got money. Okay. Or you have just, for some reason, happened to have one of them <laughs> lying around. I inherited one, of course. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. Second up is The Sims 2. So that's a copy of the popular 
PC video game, The Sims 2. Not mm-hmm. Sims 1, not Sims 3 or 4, not an expansion pack. We're talking about The Sims 2. Just bare bones. sequel, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, number three is a dish rag. So that's, you know, <laughs> more of a humble gift. Okay. Uh, and you're going to be giving these to the following people. Number one is uh, musician, rapper, uh, singer, Azealia Banks. Oh, my Are goodness. You... Okay. Bridger. <laughs> Look. <laughs> She's a character. I'm just going to say Azealia's a character. Um, second up, uh, daughter of Bruce, Rumor Willis. <laughs> so... Rumor, I, I couldn't quite tell you what Rumor does, but I'm aware of her presence. She's and an actor. She was in The House Bunny with Anna Faris. She okay. was also a contestant on The Masked Singer. She was the <laughs> line. She did very well. She should have been in the top three and was was not, and I was very upset about it. But yes. Did I not know her realize well. I was speaking to Rumor Willis's representative. <laughs> I've got Rumor's manager on the line. She's a very dear um, friend. <laughs> and finally this is uh uh i'm trying to find it here oh we've got fergie <gasps> knower okay for lover herself fergie ferg mm-hmm. there are the people that you've got to give these gifts to and what will you do okay this seems to be a no-brainer for me i would i would immediately give the villa to my very good close friend rumor willis um rumor if you're listening (laughs) (laughs) um right back to my text i've been texting you forever you haven't (laughs) written back um i would give a copy of sims 2 to oof probably azalea banks okay um she'd probably appreciate it on on some kitschy level Uh, right Um, Yes. Uh, and, you know, the dish rag would probably go to Fer- Fergie <laughs> <laughs> only because uh, she sweats a lot when she performs. Uh, oh. She does a lot of uh, you've seen the clip on Good Morning America when she did the she did the cartwheel as she was singing that note. But she sweats <laughs> a lot, you know, so I'm, I'm going to give her that because uh, she probably needs it. You know, I know. Uh, I, I want to say something here. I don't think I've ever pronounced Azalea Banks's name until now, and I think I've pronounced it incorrectly. What did you say? In my mind, I've been saying Azalea. Oh, is it because the flower is named Azalea? I assume. Is the flower and, pronounced Azalea? <laughs> probably not. I'm not the person to ask. I'm certainly... Uh, these are two areas that I'm... Uh, I, well, actually, I actually do like a lot of Azalea's music. Yes. I mean, her, her per- public persona aside she's i mean know. she's what i call a problematic fave yeah. i also really yeah. love azalea's music a lot but she, you know she's got some dents <laughs> uh, but know. also she kind of called out grimes and elon musk for their whatever's happening in their house you know and- i will say there's a similarity between tyra and azalea banks and that is that they both love to swing swing big swing big i mean azalea would probably literally swing fists at you but uh she also swings <laughs> she, she really, i would really be swings. honored for azalea to just absolutely <laughs> break my nose <laughs> so uh, i don't know universe do with that information what you need to do <laughs> bring her to me let her just crush my <laughs> bring face bring her to me yeah um oh uh we're getting word from annalise our producer look uh, looked it up it's azalea so i yeah. think you were right yes okay uh, now 
Annalise, is the flower pronounced Azalea as well or Azelia? Oh, yes, that's what we need to know. And that may be what she was referring to here. Oh, I feel like okay. we're talking to a Ouija board right now. Because <laughs> Annalise is not currently yes. present on the Zoom listener. Right. So it's kind of like we're... Uh, we're conjuring... Yeah, we're, we are summoning spirit. her spirit. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, I guess we'll, uh, we'll await word. Uh, in the meantime, Oscar, this part of the podcast is called I Said No Emails. People are writing in to I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Every one of them just kind of assumes that I'm willing to give advice on gifts, this kind of thing. And so, look, I'm merciful. I try to do what I can do. And uh, so I answer questions despite. That's my favorite thing about you, Bridger, is that you're merciful. Thank you. I tell everyone that. My great mercy. Yeah. My, oh, my <laughs> merciful friend, Bridger. Yeah. <laughs> I put that on my resume. That's you're one of my special skills. For sure. <laughs> yes. Merciful spice. <laughs> um okay would you help me answer a uh, question here yes okay this says and i hate to say this oscar usually the person will say bridger and guest bridger and adjective guest this person's mm -hmm. just saying bridger but that doesn't mean you're we're gonna leave you out of this listen it's totally fine i'm not even here <laughs> um it says bridger loving the pod i'm subscribed rated and reviewed smiley face emoji times three so we're Aww. getting a lot of you know uh, look, I'm, I'm not going to say anything nasty about that. That's they're very hoping, nice. Honestly, they're hoping that you're going to be nice about the response. Right. And so I'm going to be. I'm, you know, they, I'm not going to. But I don't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar's going, yeah, Oscar is completely free to do whatever he wants here. <laughs> this says, have to take my son, he is six, to get a gift for his father, my ex, because Ooh. I am the bigger person when it comes to this stuff. Okay, Any wow. <laughs> Well, I, listen to this. Any gift suggestions? Keep in mind, this this is never reciprocated. <gasps> Thanks. And that's from Asia. Oh, first of all, that's rude. He doesn't <laughs> give you gifts? This mm. ex uh, sounds like maybe not a great... Uh, I mean, it sounds like there's a reason he's no longer part of the equation. Oh, yes. A hundred percent. But I posit a question, though. What? She's giving, she's trying to buy a gift for her son to give the dad. So the gift isn't from her technically. No. It's from the son, right? Right. So what I would say is, how about this year? Not only is your son giving him a present, but you're giving him a present to send a very strong message <laughs> that you are indeed the bigger person. That's an that's an incredible thing about gift giving is it immediately puts you in the driver's position. You get to decide what speed you're driving. Mm -hmm. it, and this year, why not go a thousand miles an hour with a wonderful little gift from son? Let's yes. call him Trevor. And uh, also from you. And suddenly X person a boyfriend husband uh whoever he is mm -hmm. feels like a true dirtbag yes because the message that you're sending is i did it first you right. never bothered to do it and listen <laughs> it could your intentions could be very nice and pure and be like hey i care about you here's a gift that i'm but we all know the underlying message you have the power right and no matter what happens you will always have the power you have the patent on this patent pending exactly i'm the better gift giver 
<laughs> that said, what does the son? What does a son give a father? I guess that. What does a six-year-old give a father? Is oh it a macaroni goodness. necklace? Is it a drawing? Is it a picture of the son himself? <laughs> oh, I thought you meant a picture of the son. <laughs> like, take a picture oh. <laughs> outside and frame it. <laughs> An overexposed photo of the sun. It's essentially just kind of a white blur right. on cheap photo paper. I mean, that may be all this father's worth. Let's Honestly. be honest. Listen, you're not, for the sun, you don't want to like overspend. This is definitely like a crafts project as a gift. I think it's very. I think that's the way that you want to do it. You don't want to get the dad like a nose hair trimmer, you know, like a, a save freaking... that for co- when you're the kids in college. That's yeah. you know later in life dad gift. Yeah, don't ever don't give the dad a gift the or the ex a gift that he actually needs. Right from the son. This is just a gift saying like I'm six years old and I'm thinking of my dad. Right or. You know, craft project, uh, you get in son's ear and say, why don't you draw a picture of you and mommy having an incredible time? Bridger. I, I'm just putting some thoughts out there. <sighs> uh, this is why people write in. I'm an expert. Uh, I've got to make my paycheck. Make and sure so... that both of, the, both of us are smiling really big. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you draw another man next to mommy? Draw another man next to mommy. <laughs> <laughs> incredible head of hair this kind of thing uh i think that that's the way to go i, I think and, so you know oscar gave you just right up off the top that incredible advice of you also giving a nice gift that you know should be a good gift that uh looks great but doesn't necessarily make the ex's life any easier exactly yeah no we don't want to make it easier for the ex at all like you said you are the bigger person but like if you want to be the biggest person you give a gift (laughs) right answered sealed delivered Mm -hmm. i don't know that that makes any sense that i'm saying that out loud right now but that's fine we're done answering questions oscar i thought that we did such an excellent job i think we killed that care yeah i think we did a great job oscar i've had a wonderful time with you. I've had such a good time. And now I've got four gifts. I've got a four and also a 500 page novel to, that I can just <laughs> dive into. I will say Annalise has now circled back with some information. Took, it took me a sec, but it seems both Miss Banks and the flower share a pronunciation based on Google.com and an interview introduction from the Breakfast Club. So there's your answer. Yeah, the, I mean, the Ouija board, we were really racing in the Ouija board. That was a yeah. lot of information. <laughs> Oscar, thank you so much for being here and thank you for this wonderful gift. Richard, what a treat. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. I can't wait to hate you, um, you know, off the record. In person, it's going to turn violent very, very quick, very (laughs) soon. And uh, hopefully the listener will get to see that in the headlines somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Listener, speaking of looking at the headlines and doing other things other than listening to this podcast... This podcast is now over. It's going to wrap up and you're going to wait until next week until there's another episode. And in the meantime, take care of yourself, stay safe, wear your seatbelt, do whatever it is to survive until next Thursday. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. 
I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's produced and engineered by our dear friend, Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. You have to see the gifts. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do, considering everything I do for you. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads. When I invited you here, I thought I made myself perfectly clear. When you're a guest in my home, you gotta come to me. Say